Sadira was familiar with this sick feeling. She had felt it on multiple occasions since living at the main house on Delta Grove. Yes, she knew the feeling. As well, she knew the remedy. Besides teaching her how to cook, serve, and endure life as a domestic slave, Charity taught Sadira how to mix herbs, be it for blessing or curse, health or affliction. Sadira felt her stomach turn, the lump in her throat that followed overpowering nausea, and the dizziness that accompanied it all. There was no questioning the fact that she was with child. It wasn't the first time, and she was sure it wouldn't be the last. Sadira considered any pregnancy caused by Harlan a definite yoke, and she had no intention of bearing any children for him. To add to her burden, she always felt terrible guilt knowing that she was carrying the offspring that Elizabeth so desperately wanted. Sadira couldn't help but notice that her mistress's eyes burned with an eager fire each time she looked at any of the babies born to the slaves on the grove. Although she was stricken to her soul and the anguish of spiritual conflict tore her heart, Sadira prepared to end another pregnancy. As she had done on prior occasions, she made her way to the garden in the back of the main house in search of Cohosh and Seneca. She knew she had just enough time to collect and brew it before she served dinner, but her plans were abruptly halted when she heard a voice in the distance. Sadie girl? Sadie? Sadira was suddenly struck with fear and was unable to move. I know you're back here and I know what you're doing. It was Harlan and his tone was menacing. Why wasn't he at the office or out near the fields? Why wasn't he anywhere but here, Sadira thought. Sadie? There you are, he snarled. Yes, sir, her voice shook. I was just collecting some herbs for dinner. What can I get for you, sir? Is there anything you want me to do? Sadira feigned submission. Now don't be coy with me, girl. You are caught. Finally, you are caught in the act. I know what you've been doing. He was so close that she felt the moist heat and smelled the stench of his breath. She stood close enough that the tip of her nose touched his chest. All these years I chose to look the other way. I've had every right to confront your misdeeds and to correct your behavior ruthlessly if I had desired. He ran the nail of his index finger down her temple to her cheek, then roughly grabbed her chin. Lifting her face to meet his, he added, After all, you've cost me a whole lot of money not adding workers to this land. But still, I've been kind about it. I never said a mumbling word to you about it. I've left you be. I can't do that this time. I know you're expecting. And this baby, Sadie, you're going to birth. Struck dumb and staggered by his rebuke, a single tear escaped her eye, and Sadira dropped her head in defeat. She knew that failing to concede would result in harsh punishment, maybe even death. There was no other choice. She would have to deliver Avery's child, and that he or she would be born a slave, not an heir. She submitted to a wave of self-pity and did not hide that she felt both plagued and persecuted. She succumbed to the dreary thoughts that ran feral in her mind. What would Elizabeth think of her? What if her child was taken from her like she and her brother had been ripped away from their mother? Sidira saw no silver lining in this cloud. Hers was a dismal reality from which there was no escape. For Harlan, however, the baby would be his talisman. 
He was putting all hope in passing this infant off as white and giving it to his wife to rear as her own. He would send Sadira to another plantation while she was pregnant and bring her back soon after to take care of the baby herself. In his mind, it would be kind to allow her to raise her own child. He would tell Elizabeth that the infant had been abandoned and that it was her answer from God to having a baby to call her own. In his mind, this was the perfect plan. Perfect meaning he would have to hear Elizabeth's complaints no more. Harlan was already satisfied and knew that because he had sired many children on the plantation, he was physically intact. That knowledge was enough for him. He surmised that the failure of Elizabeth to conceive was her own, and he needed no further information. His mind was at ease. That was the Avery male philosophy. If the master was contented, then all was right with the world.